Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz on this very sleepy Monday. Um, very little action, very little trade, very little volume, very little volatility. As they say, a whole bunch of nothing. And, of course, there's no surprise the markets are getting ready to make a move in one direction or the other. Uh, you know, you get into these very tight, quiet periods, and it means that something's going to happen. And uh, when? We don't know. Which way? We don't know. Uh, my guess is, is it will be when you least expect it. Right now, as we... As we watch the markets, complacency is king. Uh, obviously, everybody knows that the markets will never, ever go down again. Uh, and everybody knows that we can only have a monster up move because that's the way that they tell us. Because what we learned <clears throat> is that this time is different. Or at least that's what they'd like us to learn. Now, of course, we all know, uh, listeners of the Bubba Show, <clears throat> excuse me, that that's a crack and that's a bunch of BS and the the pundits only want to put on have you noticed that the pundits only put on people that say that this time is different they only put on people that say that the markets are only going to go up okay uh, they only put on people who don't have their skin in the game they have somebody else's skin in the game and I find that rather disturbing uh, as an independent trader and as an educator. Uh, I find it disturbing. You know, I've been through these situations before. Uh, in fact, I have turned down a number of, um, of TV spots when they want me to say something that I don't believe, when they want me to overhype uh, a market in one way or the other. You know, in other words, when the other, when the jackass last week called for $400 oil, I would never say that. Uh, I don't care what I believe. I would never say that. That's, that's ludicrous. To make statements like that, as it is to say that this time is different, and that it's a different kind of market. Because one thing about markets, they're always the same. Whether it's a flea market, uh, you know, stock markets, uh, supermarket, they're all the same. Okay, nothing changes. Uh, when people want to buy, they buy. When people want to sell, they sell. And if your price is too high, they're not going to be buyers. If your price is too low, you're going to find buyers. It's a price discovery model. Obviously, we don't have as much flexibility when we go to the chain store or the grocery store because those are the prices. 
and they typically don't negotiate. But you make a decision, and the way that you find price discovery there is you go from store to store. Now, obviously, I'm oversimplifying it, and most of us don't go, you know, if, if we're looking to buy strawberries and they're a dollar and they're 90 cents somewhere else, I'm probably not going to drive to go for the 90 cents, but I can find a better price if I choose. Okay. Uh, but it is more of a free market, not determined on the uh, on the three blind mice of the Federal Reserve and not, not dependent on uh, the manipulation of the dollar. It's just simply, I go to where I want, uh, but, you know, I buy, a, I go to the flea market. That is true price discovery. You know, if somebody, if somebody wants to sell me a watch at 20 bucks and I only want to pay 10, we'll either find a place in which we can make a deal or there'll be no deal and I'll walk away. So, again, uh, we know that markets are markets no matter where we are, no matter what they do. They're always the same and that will never change. Um you know, again, it comes back to price. How many of you shop on Amazon and other websites looking for the best price? You're trying to find the best price discovery for yourself. So the market is not going to change. The, the dynamics of marketing is not going to change. And honestly, I'm really sick of it when I listen to these jamokes on air that continue to say that this is a different market. It's never a different market. There's going to be a recession. There's going to be a meltdown. At some point, and you know, I don't, I don't, I can't give you a time because I don't know when the sell is going to come. But someday the market will Dow will be thirty thousand. Someday the Dow will be fifty thousand. Someday the Dow will be a hundred thousand. I mean, again, someday the markets are going to they're going to continue at the pace that they've established. It's you know seven or eight percent year over year. So again, my question always is: is from where and 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 understanding. That we don't have to, you know, know when, as long as we know that we're not overinvested, so we have to panic out when it does come time for the sell-off. And I think that's something that we, you know, we we forget because we all we're all susceptible to the same trap. We get overinvested in the market, we get we get too much going on, and we get greedy, and we have the fear of missing out, and all the other things that go on throughout that create a market and then of course bang zoom down we go so you know you you look at what's going on and we look at the different products you know oil is is pushing back towards a high again and uh, you know the bonds are pushing low and the euro currency is getting clobbered and those are all normal things and at some point whether they will do it permanently or for a short period of time they will all reverse direction uh and 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 go the other way i mean at some point as much as i think as the euro currency is going to zero at some point at some point there'll be a big rally okay recognizing that those things are going to happen no matter what we think recognizing that the idiots that continue to tell you that it's different and then this is what's going to happen uh, and it's always going to be the same, are, are, are just, just silly, okay? We know that, you know, a stock like Apple, which has had a big move, is going to sell off a little bit. Now, again, 10 years from now, will it be higher from now? Probably. I would have no doubt. I would have no issue with owning Apple. I, but I would expect that it will sell off at some point and take some profits. I also don't believe in trying to rotate from sector to sector. I think that's another crock. 
All that is is a, is a commission generator for the brokers. And quite frankly, I'm tired of generating commission for them. You know, again, the, the commission is part of your own liquidity. So if you're going to make sure that you watch your, your, your P's and Q's and watch your liquidity, then the way you do that is to measure all your costs as well. You don't want to be paying the broker more than you have to, which means that you need to also do price discovery and shop for your broker. Okay. So again, there's a lot of things out there and, you know, depending on how much you trade, uh, there's ways to get better deals. I've seen deals for, you know, uh, $200 a month flat for brokerage fees. Okay. All your fees included stock and options. Just depends on how much you trade, but you have to, no matter how much you trade, you have to find out where the best deal for you is. So, again, again, it's very quiet, not a lot to do. We sit back, we watch, we relax, and we don't force the market because the market's bigger than all of us, and we're going to sit back and wait and relax. This is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz with you, and of course, it is Monday. It's a rainy Monday in Chicago, and... Football's around the corner, but in the meantime, don't you forget to download The Bubba Show every day at libertytalk.fm, as well as The Sporting Edge. And, of course, don't forget about uh, getting my daily update, Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free. All you have to do is go to bubbatrading.com, fill out the little box that comes in, no credit card, nothing required. I'll send you a three- to five-minute video, and you'll get what I'm thinking about the markets. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba will be right back after the break. The Bubba Show. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with the one, the only Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com and also CryptoInvestorX.com. Matt, how was the reunion? What's going on, my man? Well, the reunion was great. We had a lot of fun. Uh, Not a lot of people, nobody was talking about crypto, uh, so that's probably a good sign. means that, you know, it's it's still under the radar. and, uh, yeah, it was just a good time. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I mean, obviously the, the markets have done pretty much as you, as you suspected. Uh, I want to look at the, I want to look at the crypto first. Cause you know, they did make a big rally as you, uh, so, so accurately projected. Uh, and now they're seeing a little bit of pressure and they've given back, I don't know, about 40% of the rally. Uh, what's your, what, what are you looking at there in the, in the old crypto world right now? Well, I've seen so there's been a breakdown in Ethereum, and I think that's a you know obviously a negative sign. Uh, I've seen it in a few a, a similar pattern in a few other cryptos where we hit rising support, and it was holding, and then I was waiting for a bounce to where I see declining resistance, and typically you know support will be strong enough to bounce us to you know a, a, the, a declining resistance that, that I'm looking for. So that was my game plan was to see how we reacted to that resistance. But those supports broke before we before they were even allowed to bounce to declining resistance. So to me, that's that's very weak. Uh, and it means to me that Ethereum, at least, and a couple others are, are going lower. But with that said, Bitcoin is still above, you know, Bitcoin still the major crypto and you know the market tends to follow it uh we haven't hit it's it's been rising based on the you know speculation around the bitcoin etf the cboe's uh cboe uh, vanek solid x bitcoin etf 
people thinking that's going to be approved. And if so, then Bitcoin will go higher, which I, I agree with if it is approved. But it's moved up a lot and it is just now coming down to where support should come into play. It, it hasn't broken through yet. Um, I'm looking at about 6,200 where support should come in. And if it falls below that, then then we're, we're still in a bear market and we would go a lot lower. I mean, because I see... EOS at seven bucks, and I see Litecoin at seventy three, and I owe it at ninety. I mean, those are pretty ugly numbers from from my perspective, especially because I own them all higher. <laughs> yeah, well, I think EOS has held up fairly well. Um, IOTA looks like it, it has broken down, um, and there may be a, a, there's probably still a bounce left in these guys that will bring it up to this uh, declining resistance I'm talking about. But that would probably be a, a point where i would sell into the into that declining resistance and then see you know it'll it'll most likely fall from that level and then at a later point it could break it at which point i'd be interested in you know buying it back but like i said it's a declining resistance so there's no harm in selling at the line and then just waiting to see if it can break above it because the more time goes by the lower it will be and you'll be able to buy at a lower price now you this has not changed your your long-term view on on the cryptocurrency space so correct no, not at all. You know, I, I'm still, I'm still a bull on the overall space. My, my concern with this is, is it uh, forecasting that uh, with these breakdowns that happen even before we have an answer from the SEC, is it forecasting that the Bitcoin ETF will be rejected or will it be delayed? My assumption is that it will be delayed because every other you know ETF was delayed as far out as it possibly could be. And, you know, we saw with the Winklevoss uh, ETF that it was just, you know, rejected at the the very last moment possible. And, you know, I don't know if the others will be rejected, but uh, I think they will be delayed until, you know, they need until they have to make a final decision. All right. And again, obviously, you and I both. Well, I don't know if we both agree, but I think obviously this is the the regulators trying to figure out how to get their slice of the pie before they let all the things go through. Because uh, you know, there's no reason to disturb a free market, and and there's a, certainly a demand for the product, but yet for some reason we still don't have it. So I always I always wonder about that. What do you think? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, it, there's there's no everything's been thought of to 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 make sure that these products work. I mean, the the I, the CBOE. I don't know how they may say. I mean, look, if if anything's going to get through, the CBOE ETF has should get through. Um, uh, you know they have insurance. They are they're pulling from multiple exchanges. I don't see what the you know, where they're they're quit- they have no problems with liquidity, no problem with insurance. I don't see where the problem would be. Um, I'm sure they'll try to come up with something, but uh, you know there was there was a, some backlash to the Winklevoss ETF not getting approved. So maybe who knows? Maybe it'll even be approved. But as it stands right now. I would still give Bitcoin the benefit of the doubt if it breaks below 6,200, then it, 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 it's still in a bear market and it'll have a, a big problem from there. All right. Well, again, it can happen, but you and I are both still believing that this is the is the future. And I think that's a lot of things we're, we're starting to see uh, throughout that there is, uh, um, you know, obviously there's always pushback on something new. And of course, when you when you watch how the the Federal Reserve works, they, they certainly don't want this because again, it takes away some of their power of manipulating the dollar, right? Yeah, no, I mean they don't want anything competing with you know their 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 fiat system. I mean they've been entrenched for what 
for centuries. So, 105, I mean, 105 years. At least the central banking exact. system, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, the central banking system was in England, obviously, much yeah. much longer. But again, the, the Fed, 105 years and uh, 105 years of disaster and, and, and crap. And of course, when we saw Fed uh, Chair Powell last week go, oh, well, we can't raise rates yet. And I, I, I just always wonder why. You know, I mean, the market certainly, if, if everything is as good as they say it is, and certainly the market should be able to raise interest rates. But again, who am I? I'm just, uh, I'm just a guy hanging out, right? I'm just hiking to Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com. And uh, so, uh, Matt, what do you think of the uh, of the general markets now? Uh, you know, you had your target almost hit, and I think your secondary target hit in the NASDAQ. And, uh, you know, you had 8,000. Are we going to make a run back there, or are we starting to head lower? What's What's your take there? I think so. I think we'll make it to 8,000 at this point. I mean, this is what I was, we got just over 7,900. Like you said, my secondary target was hit. That was a short term. There were short term patterns saying we should peak there. So that's, we, we put some shorts on there and uh, we covered a little bit uh, on the down move, but now we're bouncing back up. I think we'll make it to 8,000, you know, and it's relatively lateral level. We may, it's, and it's right around 8,000. So it might be just on either side, just a little bit above or just a little bit below. But I do think we'll make it, and that's where we'll add on more shorts right. for a bigger correction. Now, are you staying short your initial position, or will you cover that? What's your what's your view there? Covered a little bit of it of the initial position, and uh, you know, but more or less staying. I mean, you know, eighty percent staying short. Okay, so when so when we we look at you know what's going on, I know one of the the concerns you had was the NYSE did never got to your target. What's your what's your view there? Yeah, I mean that's that's the one thing that's sort of a monkey wrench. I see that I see the uh, NYC going to uh, fourteen thousand four forty still. It's relatively lateral. It's probably a little bit below that by now. Four, maybe fourteen four twenty. It doesn't really matter. Up at that that level, still far away. No, I still see us getting there. So that means that I, I still think we're going to get a, a correction from NASDAQ 8000 and from uh, Russell 2000 at uh, 1730. Those should call, ca- cause pullbacks. But, you know, the, the depth may not be that it may not be that deep. It may only be five or 10 percent. Then, you know, we kick off another rally, go to even higher levels in those those indices and finally take the NYSE to the, you know, that 14,400 level. All right. So, uh, you know, again, we have all these 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 things happening and we're just we're, we're getting to a point where I, I, I think this market's a little bit long in tooth. Again, I know it doesn't matter to you as a as a uh, you know, as the t- a technician that you are. Uh, but is there anything key that you're watching besides the chart? No, just the chart. I mean, the chart, I, I think, should should tell us, you know, about news essentially in advance. At least that's my, my theory on it, um, and I think yours as well. The uh, I don't I, I don't know what what major catalysts we have coming, but uh, look when this when this recession hits, it's going to be when this next recession comes and the next stock market sell off comes, the the next bear market, it's going to be probably the worst one we've ever seen. And I don't have a specific catalyst, but we know based upon our our debt and you know the problems of pensions and problems they just debt broadly speaking when you talk about you know student loans and all that stuff i think a lot of that stuff starts to unwind in this next i mean we've been waiting on every everybody knows this math problem has to get solved at some point it's going to be nasty but it hasn't happened for 
you know, decades we've been talking about this kind of stuff. Right. No, I mean, I mean it's been, you know. it, it, we've been 10 years in, in this bull market. But in the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We're with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com. We're going to stop out here for a break and come back with more from Matt. Make sure you check out DemeterResearch.com and CryptoInvestorX.com so you can see what Matt's doing. Uh, the greatest, one of the best technicians I've ever met. So make sure you check it out. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We're coming right back. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics and the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com and also CryptoInvestorX.com. Make sure you check out both of his sites. One, to see what he's doing with the technicals for the equities and also the, the cryptocurrencies. He's got some special reports, so check them out. In the meantime, Matt, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about gold a little bit. Gold looks like a sick dog. It, it No matter what, you don't even, we haven't even really seen a real dead cat bounce. And in fact, on Friday, it looked like they're going to get a little bit of a bounce. And once again, it just weaseled its way all the way back down again and just it just seems like it's got nothing going for it what do you think yeah i mean it i think i think the next support level that i like is 1180 as we talked about so we're at 1223 or so right now um i i, I don't see what's going to stop it before then what's going to support it it may be it might be a little bit higher it might be you know all the way up to 1190 but i don't think we've gotten there yet and uh, I will say this, though. The commercial positioning is extremely bullish. You have managed money uh, who typically the commercials, you know, they go they they take the opposite side of the, of managed money. And in the metals, they are, they just kind of whip those guys around. They do whatever they want. Um, at this point, the managed money category, the COT report, they are at their largest short positions ever, ever in gold and I think also silver. So uh, I wouldn't. I w certainly wouldn't be shorting uh, anymore. And I mean, I would have thought about it after it, you know, uh, gold broke twelve forty at that level. I would have considered a, sh a small short. But it's just the positioning is is too is too bullish. It's set up too bullishly to for me to try short. No, I, listen, I agree 100%. I, I mean, I've said, you know, I was bearish. Well, actually, I was bullish gold. And then when I broke, I said, okay, I'm bearish, but I'm not selling down here. I mean, look, it may go to 1,000. I mean, you you know mm -hmm. that one of your targets is still below 1,000. It hasn't been hit. But uh, to right. me, from a trading standpoint, I don't see the edge where I'm going to make any real money here. I just don't see it happening that quickly, and I'd, I'd rather sit back. Now, what about silver? Is silver as bad as gold? It doesn't look very good, but what do you think? I know you, you're a silver bug as normal, but what is the charts telling you? 
Char and Silver is harder to read. I think that we're going to – I still think we're going to head lower. The question is, uh, have we hit a short-term support? Let me say this. We're, the long-term stuff is still way down. Uh, we still haven't hit bottom, in my opinion. I think we're going to take out the uh, December 2015 lows eventually. Short-term, the short-term stuff is hard to read. I don't think we're on super solid support yet. Um I'm having, but I'll be honest. I'm having a hard time seeing where it comes in. Uh, so, but I wouldn't. You know, it's another situation where I wouldn't short because the commercial positioning is is really bullish. Um, I since I am a silver bug, I'd actually take I'd actually take a a long position over a short position just because I know at some point these managed money shorts need to be covered, and that's going to be like rocket fuel sending it to the upside. No, I agree with that. And, and of course, I think it's a great time to be buying physical. I do a lot of physical buying as well. You know, not only do I trade, but I also, you know, I like to just accumulate it and put it underneath my mattress, right? <laughs> yeah, it's great long-term, you know, investment. Uh, these these prices are great for the long-term. So, now, Matt Demeter said about three weeks ago, the soybeans are at the low, which is when they're about 825 or 830. And now they're over nine dollars. Uh, what's your What's your view? I mean, you, you called it as as perfect as you could. Uh, what's your take? Well, I think that was a major low, and we could go a lot higher. My next target to the upside, though, comes in at about uh, nine sixty. And if it gets, I mean, if I got there today, it would be just above nine sixty. But this is a, you know, my lines are typically sloped, and this is a, a fairly rapidly declining target. But that would be my first resistance; would be about just over nine sixty today. And I, I can't, I don't know exactly what the slope is, but you know, we'll talk about it next week if we. Ha- but long story short is, if it gets to nine sixty over the next week, I would be selling. You know, just part part of my position. No, I understand. I mean, that makes sense, right? You want to, you, 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 you know that they don't go straight up, and we so we always want to make sure that we we have a good understanding. But again, your 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 target long term is how high you see them getting based on what you're looking My, at. Now. Okay, so that's that's a good yeah. I, I, when I said it's a partial position, that's just to so that you know I can take a profit and then let the rest of it run. Um, I'm looking at you know all the way up to eleven fifty five minimum for an upside. So I think that would be, uh, you have, you have traditional resistance coming in at, at 10, so call it 10 or 10, 20. And, uh, that, you know, that might be a place to lighten up as well. But I, I think we're actually gonna get all the way up to 11, uh, 50 or so. Now, last week, the dollar for the 90th time, no, actually about the fifth or sixth time is broken above that 95 level, just barely. Uh, and the euro got underneath the 116 level for a while. Uh, they both reversed a little bit, but the dollar did stay above. Uh, what's your take? I know you've been bullish the dollar. You've been bullish the dollar since 88, so it's now at 95, and you've been bearish the euro since 125. It's now 116. What do you look for now? Well, uh, euro looks like it's going to bottom somewhere in the 114s. Red in the, it's a rising support. It, uh, I'm seeing it at 114 and a half. So. That would be a place where I'll lighten up my euro shorts and also my dollar longs. Uh, dollar, conversely, I'm looking at you know roughly just under 96 in in the dollar uh, futures, which is probably very similar to the dollar index. Um, so 96, I think we'll get a pullback, but I think it'll just be a short term 
pullback because everything I'm seeing still says longer term it wants to, it's going to still go higher. You know, my my that's up at 123, my long term target. So, but that could take, as you know, that could take many months, if not you know a year or so, to to get that high. Am I out of line by saying dollar par by the end of the year? No, I don't. I don't think you're out of line. I mean, 90, 96 won't be that far off. We'll just have to see how deep the pullback is from there and how long it takes. But yeah, no, I think we're gonna. I'll probably we'll probably get there by the end of the year. And then, of course, uh, oil is is kind of weak, but it's kind of found a little bit of a temporary base here, uh, and you know, did have a couple of spikes up. I mean, it looked really ugly one day and then reversed c- completely. But uh, I know 70 about was your target before or so. And uh, what are you looking at now? Uh, in the short term, I'm looking for uh, – uh, it's a rising target, but it's right around 63.80. Call it 64 because it's rising. Uh, that that'd be about – 64 would be about where I'd want to cover completely and, and wait for a bounce, which I think we'll probably get. And then uh, and then I'll look to, to reshort into higher levels. If we, if, if we get anywhere back to 75, I'd love to reshort back up there. Do you see 75 as a possibility? I mean, I, listen, I think it's possible. But from your work, from your what you're seeing, does it have a chance to get back there? I think it probably does. You know, I wouldn't know. I don't know what fundamentally would drive it there. But there's a um, a long-term target that's up at 10. It's now about 102. And, I, you know, th- this is a declining target. I don't know how long it's going to take to get to it. If it – if we were allowed if, – if Oil just chops sideways for 18 months. It'll hit the that top line just going sideways as that line comes down. So, you know, we 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 could have a bigger sell-off and then a rally that will bring it up to that. I don't I don't know, but what I will say is that that's going to act like a magnet pulling it to the upside, and we have that lateral resistance at 75, which may hold. If that does, then yeah, I could easily see that you know pulling at the 75. Now, DBA, which is one of the things that you watch and you were a buyer down and like almost like a 17 was about the level, right? Yeah. Now, uh, that's moved a little bit, but it really, I, to me, it hasn't moved as much as it should have uh, based on what the grains and what the, what the agricultural markets have done. You have any concern there or is it just po- poisoning and get ready to pop higher? It hasn't, to me, it hasn't, broke, it hasn't broken any definitive support yet. Uh, and this is, should be a long-term bottom, but it may—I don't know—it it, it perhaps needs to just make a, you know slightly lower lows. But I still think it's right in the zone here where it, it, it's a good setup for a, a very long-term bottom and for a, a, a bear market turning into a bull market. So I'm still long, and I'm—I don't plan on getting out unless you know it really takes out 17 and goes. Uh, a bit lower than 17. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. No, I'm long as uh, well. I, I, it looks to me it might have made a higher low, but it, again, obviously it's a slower mover to begin with, so it's not like we should expect an Apple move, right, where it goes straight up. I mean, I'm just curious. Is, is, is So the, the technically, the way you look at it, it's still in good shape. The way I look at it, it's still in good shape. And yeah, exactly. I I, I, I am a little bit surprised that we, if typically when you hit a hardcore low, like I think probably it has, you get an immediate reaction off that bottom. That's the only thing that I agree. I agree with you. Typically, you know, we should have popped, you know, higher right away. Uh, that's the only thing that makes me think maybe it needs to inch a little bit lower first, and then and then it will do that. But you know, I, to me, that's just splitting hairs. I think this this level around 17 is gonna gonna be the bottom. 
And those are the words, according to our guy, our technical expert right here at the Bubba Show, Matt Demeter of DemeterResearch.com. Matt, as always, I thank you for coming on, man. Todd, it's always great to be here. Thanks. And that was Matt Demeter, DemeterResearch.com, and also the um, uh, the the boss of CryptoInvestorX.com, and he's done some nice special reports there for you. If you'd like to check them out, go to CryptoInvestorX.com. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bob Horowitz, and with back to school coming up, don't forget about our high school program. Uh, we're trying to educate the youth of America, and we need your help. And I thank everybody who's helped us in the past, but I've run out of capital to continue to fund this thing. So if you want to help see our high school kids get some education, which we give the program to free, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And don't forget to download the Bubba Show each and every day at LibertyTalk.fm and, of course, the Sporting Edge, and especially most of many of you are football fans. So make sure you download those shows, and we're going to step out here for a break and be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, the Bubba Show. We're coming right back to you. Come back to the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, and it's time for Indiana Wants Me. Lord, I can't go back there. It's Jane King, <laughs> yep. Lila Max Media, Kaching Report. What's up, Jane King? Hey, Todd. Good to be back in New York, but great to go home and visit Indiana. So the kids were introduced to a four-wheeler on the farm and loved it. Uh, they learned how to drive it, and we're just driving it all day on Saturday. And we had a little whistle ball right by the cornfield game, so that was fun, too. That's great. So, uh, so uh, let's get the report. What do your brothers and your family say about the uh, the trade wars, the tariffs, and the uh, the overall farming community? Okay, so some really interesting stuff. So um, we all had lunch together on Saturday, and so everybody was there. So we had a lot of different opinions. And so I have two nephews who are farmers, two brothers who are farmers. Um, my brother-in-law helps out on a farm. He's retired from a factory. And uh, so lots of insight. And they basically... Um, so if you look at a historical price chart, that um, the prices are about the same as they've been. Like if you take that chart and stretch it out, so they don't think in the long term this has had a huge impact on prices. Um, they said China has to have beans. Um, what's going to stop them from buying U.S. beans? Also, they say China is buying beans from Argentina, but the U.S. is selling beans to Argentina. So China has ended up buying U.S. beans anyway. Um, I asked him about the $12 billion uh, that um, the Trump administration and the USDA has said that they plan to distribute to farmers to kind of help them with all the pain. Um, they said they haven't seen any evidence, haven't heard anything about how that's going to work, that they imagine it will be distributed right before the election, which is probably pretty savvy to say that. Um, and the bottom line was they felt like if this was worked out in a year, that it's all going to be worth it, that they can take the pain now. So it's a really interesting conversation. And Gives you a little more context than what you hear on TV. So old city boy Bob is kind of right with thinking with your with your brothers and your family, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they're being patient with it. Um, they understand what's been going on. They think it needs to be leveled out. Everything needs to be reset and made fair again. And they're willing to be patient. It sounds like for at least a year. And then we'll reevaluate. <laughs> so what do you think about the Democratic Party uh, parading around, uh, I think it was named Ocasio? <laughs> All over the country. Oh, yeah. Okay, from New York. Uh-huh. What do you think of, what do you think about all that? <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, I mean, I, I know some people think, and she, she does have some appeal, I think, to, like, younger, like, college students who 
have just had their experience basically in college. They haven't been out. They're not really very um, worldly. They haven't um, experienced the workforce too much yet. So, I mean, I, I don't think she's going to end up being a big force in the Democrat Party. I mean, President Obama didn't even endorse her. And that tells you something. Uh, that's a big, fat signal right there. So, I mean, you know, she's got a lot of energy. She's cute. Um, you know, she's kind of hip to college students. But I think beyond that, and maybe some people in her district and a few other like Bernie Sanders supporters, she's not going to have a lot of appeal. Um, I mean, all you have to do is look at Venezuela and see their one million percent inflation rate and realize socialism is an epic failure. Well, I mean, that's been the case obviously forever, and and we we all know that story. But you know, when you when you don't understand, you you tend to to find that with that way. And of course, we know it it doesn't work. And of course, uh, there's a lot of things going on, and and we 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 were the off again on again trade war and you know on tuesday it, we're going to have a deal on wednesday the deal's off uh what, what are your thoughts of how this is working out and how trump's handling the negotiation on these uh on these items well he's standing firm which I, I think you absolutely have to do i mean this is the biggest game on the planet and the u.s and china and a trade war i mean look if you're going to start this um you're going to have to be tough and you're going to have to stick with it so i think i think he's doing the right thing by not budging and even upping the ante i mean i you know it's hard um it, i'm sure it's stressful for him he doesn't show it <laughs> but i, I think if, if you're going to fix this problem this is where you got to be i mean the chinese are um they're very smart um, they're very patient. They're very good negotiators. And I think he knows that. And I think he knows that he has to stand tough. Uh, their stock exchange, by the way, in China was the second largest in the world. And after all this, it's now the third. So Japan has overtaken it. So they're feeling some pain as well. So um, this isn't We've got leverage, and if this is a battle he's going to take, then he's playing it the right way, I think. Well, I mean, our economy is is once again growing. Uh, you know, things are good. I, I don't think they're as good as they should be, and I, I don't think the Fed is doing a very good job. But that's besides the point. I mean, we are still growing. We've got a big demand for jobs, and hopefully job the wages will start to pick up. But I do believe that we should hold their feet to the fire right now. And, and, and again, we're not asking – for an unreasonable deal, we're asking for just a, a fair and free trade, which I don't know about you, but nothing I'd like to see better than 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 true free markets. I'm really tired of the the market manipulation by by the Fed, by the government, by the countries, and and the currency wars. I would just like to see asset classes price themselves. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, and we're asking China not to steal our stuff. I mean, come on. I mean, it's just like, you know, and there may be stuff going on behind the scenes. I mean, the Chinese are, you know, they have the Asian culture. They don't want it, especially Xi. I mean, he, um, you know, he's president for life of China. I mean, he, the last thing he wants to do is look emasculated or embarrassed. So there might be some stuff going on. You know, maybe Steve Mnuchin is meeting with some of his deputies, something that nobody knows about. I mean, I would be surprised if that wasn't happening. So I, I think it's going to get worked out. They have to do it. Um, I mean, they have to for their own economy and their own people or, you know, she's going to have a revolution on his hands. So um, I, I think it will get worked out. I think we're going to end up with a fair deal. It may not be perfect. But I think we're going to end up with something better. And I think they need to stop stealing our stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, but we know that we steal people's stuff. I mean, I don't like it. I don't like the way that they do business for you. If you want to open in China, you got to give up 51% of your company. But all everybody steals, right? I mean, am I wrong? Do not all, te even technology companies steal from each other, don't they? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they do it to the extent that China does. I mean, do they create anything there? I mean, do they innovate anything in China? Um, 
I mean, they, they've even gone to the point where their people come here in universities and steal research that's not even patented yet. So, I mean, they're kind of the king of all stealing in the world, even if there is some that takes place here and there. But they're really kind of known for that. No, you're 100% right. Listen, they're the pirates of pirates, right? I mean, you want a, you want something pirate? You want a pirate pair of Nikes? You want a pirate a video? You go to China. Oh, yeah. For, I mean, they have fake Apple stores in China. <laughs> it's just blatant, and they don't even care. And... I think, you know, they're, they need to start, I mean, they're so smart and they study so much. I mean, one of the elite high schools is about a block from my house and I see the kids getting dismissed sometimes and they're 90% Chinese. And this high school has partnerships with Intel and, you know, really great experiences for high school kids. Um, But they got to come up with their own stuff. And, um, I mean, you know, maybe they will. Maybe they'll figure this out. Maybe this is the thing that makes them figure it out. I don't know that they will. I think they'll continue. Listen, I remember back 30, 40 years ago with the, in the machine tool industry, they used to come to a show and they'd take a picture of the machine and, and we couldn't produce it for a year, but they'd have it out in 45 days. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and they're not, you know, it's, it's interesting because, like, they're not like super entrepreneurial. Like, they don't have that, like, maverick culture in the DNA like the U.S. does. You know, maybe that stems from our Wild West days or whatever, that we're out there disrupting stuff and knocking tables over and and uh, where they're kind of more quiet and polite and just study. And, um, you know, so maybe maybe they'll kind of learn a little bit how to create their own stuff and, um, and then we'll, you know, then they'll be a real competitor on the world market instead of actually stealing things. Uh, yeah, well, it, it would be nice. I mean, again, I, I think that we see a lot of improvement. Uh, anything that you see that, that grabs your fancy, anything that uh, that's out there that you think is really good or really bad? Hmm. Well, good question. I mean, I guess, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what, um, what the trade issues do to GDP for the rest of the year. That's going to start showing up. Um, so we'll see. And I think just, you know, I, I'm super fascinated by what's going to happen in the midterm elections. Um, are we going to see blue wave? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I just think that um, the public is getting really tired of all the anger and all the, um, you know, nastiness that is going on, mostly from the Democrat side, to be honest. And um, there's just a woman rammed a guy's truck this week. She had a Trump bumper sticker on it. I hate that. I, I, think, I hate that. Oh, God. I mean, it's just unbelievable, like, what's happening. And um, so I think, you know, I think people are going to hopefully teach them a lesson um, that this is not not the way to live a civil society. So the midterm elections are going to be very, very interesting this year. Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Continuing Report. Thank you so much. Thanks, Todd. And this is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you back here tomorrow on Tuesday. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Have a great day, everybody. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.